Generally Speaking About the Church, episode number 54. everybody and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. My name is DG Holmes. Today we have no idea what we're talking about but we are going to generally speak about the church. It's going to be some real talk about some real faith. Yes. And we're also nominated as the best religion and inspirational no educational educational podcast we're not inspirational no no <laughs> we just we are no nowhere we do not fit in the in the religious and inspirational yeah, podcasting sorry. realm if you at get all inspired 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 wow if you get inspired by us wow that's the wrong podcast <laughs> Actually, what's really cool, and, and there, I, I guess it's it, it is potentially possible that there are people who listen to about the church, but have no idea or don't listen to any of our other podcasts. Yeah, sure, I, that's a, I, that I, potential is there. That potential's there. So, uh, and we weren't here last week, so folks might not be aware of the fact that um, GSPN.TV, which is uh, the network of podcasts that my wife and I produce, along with wonderful co-host of friends from time to time, like DG and oh, some other great folks. It's getting deep in here. I know, I know. <laughs> put your put your waiters on. Anyway, we have <laughs> received an outrageous, an outrageous blessing, and and just unbelievable. But there are these things called the 2008 People's Choice Podcast Awards. Uh, actually, it's the fourth annual. It just happens to be 2008 this year. It was 2007 last year, 2006 before. You, you get the idea, right? Yeah. So anyway, that was meant to be a joke, man. You're in there chatting away in the chat room with all the live folks. Actually, I'm trying to go to the website so I can vote. Oh, is that what you're doing? So you're getting mad at me and I'm voting. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, crud. I need to send out that daily email reminder, too. Let me let me write that down. Send email reminder. Yeah, that's my shorthand right there. But anyway... <laughs> Somebody in the chat room remind me to send that out. But anyway, here's nice. the deal is that they had 220 podcasts that are that are allowed to be nominated total. Uh, there are 22 categories, 10 podcasts for each category. Okay. All right. Out of the 220, they had to choose out of 1,870 some odd podcasts that were submitted or nominated overall. And we here at gspn.tv got nominated for six awesome. out of the 22 categories That's and awesome. the about the church podcast is in the education and how you know nice. i guess we're educating people about real faith well, yeah that's, so, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, who decided to, I mean, did you say I wanted to be under that one or did someone decide I, I, that for I you? put a suggestion that that probably about the church would be a good place for education because, cool. you know, you had to choose somewhere to put certain oh, yeah. podcasts. So Yeah, definitely. Anyway, well, I just want to say that it has, I guess, some to do with how much we enjoy and, and have passion about what we're talking about and, and stuff. But I, I want to just suggest to everybody out there that this has everything to do uh, the the podcast awards has everything to do with the awesomeness of the community that surrounds these podcasts because really honestly there's nothing we as podcasters can do to yeah, get yeah. there. Oh yeah, no, you know no. it's all about the the it's the coming together of of all the people uh, to vote and nominate and stuff like that. And so you guys totally rock. If you want to learn more uh, about how to vote for us, they have 15 days of voting. We're in, currently on day six as we record this, right? 
and uh, you're allowed to vote once a day or once every 24 hours. And uh, if you want to vote for all six of our shows, go to gspn.tv. The the names of our shows, as well as the categories that they fall in, are all there. And especially there's a link to podcastawards.com where you go and, and vote Okay, for now those. I want to clarify something. Yeah. One of them is called The Lost Podcast. One's called The Weekly Lost Podcast. We are The Weekly Lost Podcast. Exactly. I just want to clarify that for everybody. Exactly. Because <laughs> I've been voting. Yep. I mean, I've been voting and I, and I always... You know, I always look at that. I'm like, oh, man, I hope he mentions that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much. Anyway, yeah. DG, I am so glad to have you back this week. We we did not have uh, we did not expect to to miss last week. But um, I just want to ask, is your wife doing well now? She's doing really well. Um, for those of you who don't know, she had uh, emergency appendectomy. She had her appendix removed. I guess it was last Monday. How, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning, three thirty in the morning. We go, we or three o'clock. We go to the emergency room, and she has surgery at six p.m. that day. She couldn't eat or drink anything from three in the morning till six p.m. Oh my gosh! And she was just dying. I mean, she's she really is one of these people who loves to have just a little small glass of water next to the bed and everything else. And she was she was threatening to drink toilet water. Um, it was funny, but. So, she's doing good though. She's healing up well and she's resting and and doctor we went to go see the doctor yesterday and he said you're fine, you can do anything, you can go to work, you can drive, which we didn't think she's going to be able to drive uh for another week. So it works out great. I you know, I've heard about these emergency appendectomies and just as a pub- public service announcement for anybody that's listening, what kind of symptoms are they? It's just really severe stomach pains. Okay. Um, lower lower abdomen uh, it'll probably it starts around your belly button and mm-hmm. then as it gets worse it starts moving over to the right side okay <laughs> but uh, a lot of people some people are just completely doubled over and it's like super horrible horrible pain uh hers was painful but i think her pain tolerance was way up because she had hip dysplasia and had surgery as like literally a, a baby right and she was basically bone on bone on her right hip gotcha and so she's pretty used to pain i think Sadly, but well, um, anyway, she's doing better. She's doing good. Well, for those of you who are hypochondriacs and you start feeling that lower pain, just remember. That's right. You know, go right. get checked out. And we found out we found out how, how it happens. How's that? And <laughs> you mean be, you do something to cause that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't do anything. It's just a freak accident that your body does. Oh, yeah. But he, uh, the doctor said it was a fecal ball that gets clogged into the appendix area and causes all the inflammation. And of course. Uh, infection and and if it bursts, then you got sepsis going on. Ah, okay. Mm. Doctor A's in the in the house. He could probably tell us a lot more. There we go. Well, let's talk about some faith issues here. <laughs> <laughs> so it took uh, a lot of faith for Tiffany to be able to say, "Okay, let's go to the emergency room." <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, seriously, the, I, I wanted to bring that up because I, and <laughs> if any anybody that's asking, you know, where in the world is this faith talk? This real talk about real faith? You know, as far as I'm concerned, faith isn't just about. Um, I think this is a good conversation to have. Faith isn't just about talking about God, Holy Spirit, Son, Jesus, the Bible, scriptures, and stuff like that. It, it, it really is about relationship yeah. and, 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 and really caring and having concern for one another. And so for me, I, I was more, more than I want to get in and start talking about, you know, whatever it is we're going to talk about today. I wanted to find out first and foremost, how's your wife and yeah, and how sure. are things going? And I'm, and I'm glad to hear that. And, and so, uh, I think we should probably start off with a little bit of feedback and then see if that kind of guides us and directs us into cool. some discussion today. So we're going to start off. We got two pieces of written feedback. 
Okay. And I will go ahead and read the one that's from Texas. Okay. All right. From this, the promised land. This is from Andy S. And he says, uh, Cliff, I really impro- uh, enjoyed listening, or no, I really appreciate listening to UNDG. I am a conservative Southern Baptist, but I know that God is much larger than my own experience. You guys got me thinking about what role a tradi- what role tradition, church tradition, plays in our beliefs, and I and how that actually compares with the words of the Bible. Here are some examples uh, I thought of: uh, the apple in the Garden of Eden, the uh, the horned devil with a pitchfork. And that nativity scene looked the same in real life as it does in uh, people's mental on Christmas. So basically, he's talking about the, you know, these are all things that that were never actually explicitly said in the Bible, but everyone just throws it on there. Exactly. I know that many of these things are useful to give us a way of picturing these items uh, or these things in the past, but they're really not entirely true. We talked about this in my Sunday school class the other day, and I thought a lot about it. I think it's important to know what scripture really says about these important things. Thank you so much for ministering to me, Andy Simpson, Seidel, Texas. And he says, P.S. I've been to, what is that? Floydada? Floydada. 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 Wow, you just butchered my hometown. (laughs) Floydada. Floydada. Wow. It's it's okay. I'm Floyd fine. kissed Ada. No, I'm just joking. Floyd Ada. That's one of the stories. <laughs> All right. Floyd Ada, Texas, numerous times. They have a pretty good Dairy Queen and the pumpkin capital. They are the pumpkin capital of the United States. That's just right. waiting on them to start on the statue of TG. <laughs> wow. Floyd yeah. We're small. We're not that small. <laughs> no, we're pretty small. I'll take it back. <laughs> If I went to the moon or something, there would definitely be a statue. Did you graduate from high school? Oh, yeah. In in Florida? Oh, I'm glad you finished it. (laughs) Did you graduate from high school? (laughs) No, I, uh, I, uh, yes, I I was born and raised in Florida. I was born there. They don't even have a hospital now. You have to go to a smaller town that has another hospital. How many people were in your graduating class? I had 53 people in my graduating class. That's still a pretty decent sized class. Not too bad. Yeah, so I, it, it's, I mean, and it frustrated me so bad too because we had a, a no offense to this girl, she's listening, but we had a girl that was from the grade behind us that mm-hmm. wanted to graduate early, so they allowed her to graduate with us, which destroyed me because I was I was I was salutatorian, okay. and then she came in and they said that oh no no she's the salutatorian now oh man. And they basically said they had two valedictorians, mm-hmm. but they would never make me salutatorian. They made me honor boy. I was third. Honor boy. That's what they called me. I was like, I don't want to be called honor boy. What is with that? TG honor boy. Yeah, exactly. A podcast coming soon. And they're like, soon. you know what? We'll let you do the prayer and the graduation service. I was like, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> I think I am a pastor. What's wrong with you people? Was, uh, I was completely robbed. Thank you, Jay. That's exactly right. I think you should be... Twitter.com slash honor boy. <laughs> no. Yes. I so love it. Yeah. You talk about branding honor boy. I was the only boy in the top 25 of my class. If that tells you anything. Wow. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. All right. A lot of good looking smart girls in my class. <laughs> I've, I've already proven my inability to read okay. in this podcast. So <laughs> would you mind reading uh, the message from Shelby? For the about the church podcast. Sure. 
Okay, it says, I just listened to the Judging Others podcast. I found it so refreshing to hear Christians speaking respectfully of homosexuality. I'm a Christian as well, but I grew up with a close friend who was gay. As a result of this friendship, I admitted that I had grown a hypersensitivity around certain negative slang comments so frequently th- uh, thoughtlessly used in today's culture. Anyways, I just wanted to say a huge thank you. Your words comforted me uh, that not all Christians are hateful towards this topic. Hate the sin, love the sinner. Those are in quotes. I wish people would remember those words. Show everyone God's love, no matter who they are. Keep up the great work. Cliff and DG, God bless Shelby. All right. See, you read much better than I do. Well, <laughs> I've had a lot of practice, that's for sure. <laughs> I, in defense of myself, not that I, I think if I defend myself, it makes me even look worse than I do. But anyway. No, no, no. When you defend yourself and you have the shield and you you know, an armor on, <laughs> man, I'm scared. I was holding up two emails together. And so the in in the light behind it, oh, it was, was actually through. yeah it was bleeding through gotcha. and so I couldn't I was like I was seeing the words from the one behind it nice anyway but maybe that's that's the your truth. problem your problem is your eyes are too good yeah that's what it is it was my X ray vision because <laughs> I'm a superhero all right <laughs> <laughs> no seriously though um d- let's talk about that real quickly before we go to our voice feedback that we have this, the homosexual thing um. You know, obviously, one of the things that we're doing here at GSPN.TV is is really fleshing out what is our purpose, what is our mission for all of our podcasting. And it, and it pretty much comes down to the fact that, you know, we feel called, and, and by we, I mean Stephanie and I, and, and of course you guys are a part of this, to provide entertaining uh, and educational content that is encouraging and inspiring. I mean, it's, so basically it's... Even it, though it, we're not inspiring podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> not in this one. It's the almost daily devotional and the inspirational. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> here, we're just here to just talk. So generally speaking, that is. But about the church. About the church. So, but the whole purpose here is is not to be this place where... We're we're trying to convert everybody to Christianity. I mean, that's right. not the, the this isn't you know one of those types of of places. Although ministry is very much involved in my calling and purpose in life, but it go, the GSPN goes beyond the scope of that, and it's about building community. And of course, we have this thing called the forum over at G, the GSPN.TV community forum. You can find it at GSPN. TV slash forum. If you're not a registered member, get in there uh, as quickly as possible. It doesn't cost anything to register. It doesn't cost anything to register at all. And there is a lot of great conversation. But I will tell you, it, it, it's it's really tough because one of the there are very few rules as far as posting, and none of them have to do with the the typical stuff like you can't post this here and don't post anything that's never been posted before. None of that. But one of the rules is about religion, pot- politics, and hotly debated topics. And I've come down on the side of I don't forbid those kind of conversations in our forum because we're all adults. And I think that, that you know, I, I just have to caution people, you know, let's stay focused on the fact that the whole purpose of GSPN is to bring people together, build relationships upon shared passions. Right. What, what we have in common, let's focus on what brings us together because what's really cool is that through through gspn.tv and through this new media i have developed friendships that have been built around things that we share in common that i can almost guarantee you 
that before getting into podcasting, before it having it changed the way that I look at relationships with people, mm-hmm. that before any of this stuff, I guarantee you that had I met them in a regular face-to-face conversation that typically happens, I probably would have never desired to have a relationship with them. Because sometimes when you get into a, a situation, you're introduced to somebody, you know, politics and 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 the latest news story of the day, those kind of things t- tend to be the conversations that you have. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, those play, those areas that you guys disagree upon become the highlight and the debate uh, between the two of you. And, and it ends yeah. up destroying the possibility of a real relationship. Yeah, definitely. You know what? Uh, I'm just I'm going to go with that. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, one of the what the discussion series that we're doing with the waters right now uh, is basically called God's Politics. It's not based off the book of God's Politics, but and and so we're talking about um, where where did this where did this understanding of liberal and conservative and right and left and all this stuff that's going to, that's that's coming up? It was never originally a part of the church to begin with. I mean, it was. And so, sadly, it's become this division mm-hmm. within within Christianity, big time, and uh, and both of them just oh my gosh, and it's just ridiculously painful and frustrating and embarrassing for me, and I think it would be very frustrating for God too to be able to have to deal with with that huge massive division between those types those two things, and that's just a, that's just an example of how a conversation between two different you know people. Um, would have could have could, could be radically just destroyed because of these two crazy ideals that that were n- maybe never originally meant to be there. Exactly, <laughs> and it, we've just kind of sucked into it and and never allowed it to be able to get beyond those things uh, to be able to talk about you know letting love actually be the ruler of a lot of things. Right. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. No, that, that's exactly the whole point is, is and, and what I'm finding is that, you know, I have now got, fr- I, I have literally hundreds of people that I'm com- having conversations with on a weekly basis in the forum, in emails and, and various other uh, new media places uh, where I'm interacting with listeners and we are sharing a shared common interest in either some certain type of music that I play for the musically challenged podcast. Uh, there'll be uh, like, we're doing family from the heart. We're doing decluttering your home. It's not overtly Christian. It's not overtly, you know, uh, cited on this. Uh, you have to be married to really, you know, gain a, a real connection to the material. It's not that you have to be, you know, a parent that, you know, we're doing parenting one one but we're doing something called decluttering your home. And we're doing it from our our perspective as a young married couple who happens to be Christian with young kids. But rather than saying, well, let's talk about it only from this angle, we're just talking about decluttering our hearts and our homes and how we fill our lives up with so many things and so much stuff that those things start to own us rather than us owning them. And <laughs> you, it, it's just amazing how when you take something as a topic of, you know, finding a way keep things to get pull away from things owning you and decluttering your home and freeing up space in your heart, your mind, your soul and in your house. Right. How that doesn't have to be a topic that is, well, let's use this as a method of, of, of converting people to Christianity. Right. But instead as a method of bringing balance of, of bringing balance into other people's lives, you know, which, which is a real purpose of, of what we're doing. Right. Yeah. And, 
And so I get into that and then I, I'm, I still hear some, some whispers out there. It's like, well, gosh, it seems like, you know, it's a little watered down. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, in the, the section in the forum, there's a show that we cover called Grey's Anatomy and they have this, um, bisexual storyline that's happening right now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sounding very DG-ish. <laughs> no, I, well, I, mean, I hope you know, I'm not rubbing off that no. much. Well, you know, I think we all rub off on each other, you know, through time. Yeah. I mean, dandruff and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Skin flaking. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. We, we completely disturbed your I know. train of thought. But what's going on in the in the forum is is that there's this conversation that has been brewing over this this um, bisexual couple in the, or a possibility of a bisexual couple in the show Grey's Anatomy, and I had one dear possibility. No, it's a real it's yeah, a reality yeah, right now. Well, well, no, the the real okay. It's possible that the one person is in in that the one person in the show is investigating whether or not she oh, may sure, or sure, may sure. not be. Sure. So so th- that's the whole premise of the show. But anyway, the conversation started out with somebody posting and it happens to be a good friend of mine who posted, you know, I'm really against this and and really shared some harsh feelings and 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 the 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 phrase flame me if you want to came up. And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. This is that there's very few <laughs> rules in our forum, but one of them is no flaming." <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that is there is, you know, there is there are some circumstances in which I will censor what's posted in the sure. forum and flaming is one of them. Right. And so I feel my as, as I almost feel as the, you know, person who's leading this community to try to bring, you know, some some sense of, you know, community, community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not division, but community. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel led to protect the 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 thoughts and feelings of those who are who think differently than myself sure you know not necessarily defending uh the lifestyles that maybe i disagree with but defending them as human beings and as people who have reasons for feeling and thinking and believing what they do right right. And, and and the fact is is that you know let's let's not focus on these but what is it that we can focus on sure and then at the same time I do that and then I get somebody who writes in an email or who will post in the forum and says something that even it, it just makes me even think. And such as, you know, I, and I can't remember the statement, but as I, the statements come up more than three or four times in the last couple months where even I, as a completely dedicated Christian and homosexual myself, mm-hmm. and and I must admit that I struggle Hearing that statement hmm. without it, without it saying, ah, you know, it's, right. it's, you know what I'm saying? Right. I struggle hearing that statement because it's like, for me, in my mind, homosexual, dedicated Christian Christ follower or dedicated Christ follower, mm-hmm. it just doesn't equate in my mind. Right. Right. So <laughs> it's like, but yet at, at the same time, regardless of whether or not that equates in my mind. I will tell you that the person who posted this, I love them unconditionally sure. and and I I want them to be a part of our community and and I'm thankful that they're a part of our community. Yeah, exactly. And and I guess if anything, the one thing that I've learned through this podcasting, through this interacting with other people and through the years that I've spent as a Christian and seeking God is that God wants me to love 
everybody that I can love that comes in my path that he puts in my path. And it's not it. If if all of a sudden I have a disconnect and I really can't grasp how can you be a Christ follower who Christ follower, which in my mind, when I a dedicated Christ follower means that I accept what Jesus Christ in the Bible says is true. And I follow those decrees uh, without as much um, without you know, <laughs> you're digging a hole here. I know. No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> but but basically, I fo- I follow those and I agree to those and and stuff like that. And then at the same time, over here, you know, there's this thing that the Bible and and seemingly what what you know it, they just don't equate. Right? How can you say you're devoted to this but still be completely happy living this lifestyle? And what I'm saying is that regardless if I agree with them, the the fact is is their relationship with Christ is between them and Christ, not between me, them, them and Christ. You know what I'm saying? You mean you're not a mediator between them and Christ? (laughs) You know what? You say that as a joke. I know you do, but Uh, do you realize that for many years I, and I happen to know for many years, still some people that I know, a lot of people that I know, they, they don't think of themselves as a mediator of relationships between individuals and Christ. Right. But they sure do act like it. Oh, yes, they do. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. And so if anything that. Let me tell you what Christ wants to do for you in your life. Yes. <laughs> I love my, my favorite story now is is a friend of mine who used to, well, he's a friend of a friend. Uh, not going to give away any names. But anyway, he was pastoring a church. And he was a little bit on edge. You know, he's he's a little bit on the edge. Oh, he's things. an edgy pastor. He was an edgy pastor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And and to be honest with you, this friend of mine isn't somebody that I really particularly like being around because he's so edgy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, he, he rubs me the wrong way, if you know what I'm saying. All right, dude, we don't have to go eat lunch anymore. <laughs> that's not... It, no. <laughs> if you don't want to hang out with me anymore, that's fine. <laughs> but, but anyway, the, what happened is his wife was in town and I was talking with her and she was sharing how her, um, they're moving on to a different church, that they're leaving the church they're in. And the reason why is that because the pastor of their church came to him and says, you know what? God came to me and spoke to me and says, it's time for you to move on. Wow. <laughs> wow. Not you're fired. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really believe God's telling me it's time yeah, for you to I'm find another. I'm not going to take the buck. I'm going to pass that one to God. Can we say mediator? <laughs> I hate that stuff. Yeah, it is frustrating. I, you know, God gets the blame for so much crap. Yeah, I, I tell everybody that's that's the that's the second sin ever is passing the buck because God walked up to Eve and says, who, "Oh yeah, who, who did this?" And I didn't do it. The snake made me. You know, <laughs> I didn't do it. She made me do it. It's just that whole not accepting. You know, yeah, well, where where things are lying, where things are due. So, yeah, I, you know, I, as a evangelical Christian, and and I still wear that label quite a bit. I, I'm, it's going to take a while to shake it off. I finally shaken off the political stuff. You know, for me, I I can I, I'm an independent thinker when it comes to politics these days, right. uh, and when it comes to election and stuff like I, I'm I, I'm no longer one of I I used to be. You know, you walk into the booth and you push one button and you're done. Because they had this thing called the straight ticket, you know, the the big gigantic elephant button that I used to push. And <laughs> but anyway, anymore, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know what, I, I I refuse to wear that label. I I will look at individuals and I will determine based upon what I know about them and the things that are important to me, the priorities that I have, 
this is the way that I'm going to feel. And you know what? I don't feel like I need to pressure anybody else to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and to, so I don't share my politics in my podcast. And a lot of people say, you should do a, you should so do a political podcast. No. Oh yeah. Well, I drove past, uh, in, in Florence, Kentucky here, I drove past, uh, I guess it was Florence Baptist church. And it was like the sermon title was learn how to vote mm-hmm. sermon. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I just, I want to go vandalize the sign. <laughs> Tell me why. Seriously, I want to know Be- why. Because for that very reason of what you're saying, because he, whoever this pastor is, I'm okay. guessing it's a heat because it's. I'm guessing it's a Southern Baptist church. <laughs> you're not going to find very many women in Southern Baptist church. I'm guessing he's going to get up in a pulpit and tell everybody this is how to vote. What do you mean? Give me when you say this is how to vote. Because I, I oh, well, he'll, he'll tell you some. He will tell you the person you should be. Voting no, no. For. I see. I disagree. You that that's one thing I will say that I think that you are jumping to too many conclusions when you say, learn how to vote. I when I when when I hear that as the as the marquee sign out the front. Here's here's what I would say, and and I think that that is a va- very valid sermon to preach, and and especially given our time and culture. And if I were the pastor of a church, I think that I I, I would definitely want to address the subject of how to vote, and and I would imagine, given the you know I, I don't know the pastor of that church. Sure, no, neither. I don't either. And and so here here's in my mind. As soon as you said that. Here's what came to my mind is a pastor who would get up and say, listen, it's not about Republican and it's not about the Democrat. It's not about this or that. Let's talk about and I'm not up here as a pastor to tell you which way to vote, because that's just not what I'm called to do. But let me tell you about some of the issues and some of the priorities that God has placed. And and there are some issues and priorities that from a Christian, from our Christian perspective, these are the things and values that that we want to see protected in our culture, and to see you know to not see perpetuated. Without speaking to the candidates at all, it's like what you need to do is investigate. As the pastor, I'm telling you, you need to investigate. What are your priorities? Here are some things that the church thinks. Do you, you know where are you on the heart of this matter? And then where do you feel? And then vote your conscience. That's right. a good sermon. I. I I, I'm, I hope and pray that's what the sermon is. I, really I believe do. it is. But I've seen way too many pastors get up in a pulpit and be able to tell everybody, you've got to vote for so-and-so because he carries all of these values. If I heard, I will tell you, I would suggest if anybody hears their pastor say a, something like that, I would, as soon as you can possibly get out of there, stand up, walk out, and go find a different right. church. And then here's the other thing. What if you're, what if you're talking to that pastor uh, the, the pastor's eating with uh, some people that are going to the church there and they're eating in uh, in a red lobster. And then he starts saying, or she starts saying, you've got to vote for so-and-so because it covers all the values of Christianity. I have major, major issues with anybody who is in a leadership position within the church that that is that open with who they're supposed to vote for because I know too many people that that equate the words of the pastor to be the words of God, because that's what they're claiming every, every single Sunday they're up there saying, I've read this passage and I really believe that it is saying this. And then they give, I'm sorry. Then they give that to, then they give that to the congregation and no one's ever really allowed to really wrestle with it and really be able to say what's going on here. Why do they say that? And, and they just trust, they trust him. And so he has this, he or she has this mode of trust 
from the entire congregation. I think that, and then, and if they ever start mentioning that this, you know, I'm proud to be a Democrat, I'm proud to be a Republican, or whatever else like that. All I think that's doing is promoting the 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 division that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and it's and it's also playing probably on people's a lot of people's ignorance because it's a lot easier just to say, "Oh, I'm glad they did all the dirty work of the heavy lifting. I don't have to think anymore for myself. I'm going to just go vote with whoever the pastor's going to vote for." Very similar to saying, "I'm just going to vote for who my parents voted for," because that's you know that's who my parents voted for. Right. And and I'm I'm all for encouraging education. I really do think that it needs to be well thought out and things like that, but. I just, I really have, I have major, major issues with anyone. And I, and the reason I say this is because I was, I was an associate pastor under a senior pastor that was very adamant about who she was going to vote for. Right. And, and what, you know, what uh, political party that she was a part of. And man, I mean, it just really, really frustrated me so much that I would, and I would tell her that over and over again. I was like, you, you really, I don't think you realize <laughs> That, you know, you, you're assuming that people can think for themselves, but a lot of these people are just taking what your word is and just going with it. Well, I, if anything, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I agree or disagree with you there. I, I think I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I think a pastor, personally, whether or not a pastor decides to share out at lunch or wherever, I, I don't have an opinion on that whatsoever. I, it, it, for me, that's that's a non-essential issue. But I just think it's behind abuse. the pulpit, I think it's an abuse. But, but behind the pulpit. <laughs> You know, or or in us in in speaking on behalf of God, I sure. I totally agree with you. Right, right, right. Now, as far as out in public sharing your own personal beliefs, the thing is, I I cannot say take the ignorance of the people and say, well, because the people are ignorant, you can never do this. Uh, it, it, people need to wise up. They need to start wrestling with some stuff. And if right. anything, that past the pastors need to be talking more about wrestling with things. Exactly. You know, exactly. but but the thing well, is, and I, I want to go. I want to go back just really quick. Sure. Uh, there's a guy in here called uh, Jay Voorhees that's in here, and he actually put a link in the in the chat room. If you scroll up to the very very top, it's uh-huh. up there. But it, it, this he's a pastor in Nashville, a Methodist guy, and uh, he really he literally wrote an entire sermon in the way that you would hear it from. Uh, um, oh my gosh, Jay, help me! Uh, <laughs> um, who's the author of all these books? Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah, okay. And so he wrote all of this, this entire thing in Dr. Seuss ease, which was awesome. It's called Red State, Red State, Blue State. Maybe there needs to be a new state or something similar to that. Oh, okay. And he actually created like a, a blue, a, a, a YouTube video of like a cartoon, like going along while he's reading it. Okay. It is awesome. And I've just, I really, I want to, I want to tell Jay, I want to buy that for my kids so I can read it to my kids someday because it's just cool. He's just like, well, maybe there needs to be a new state instead of red or blue. And it talks about, you know, what Christ did and Christ coming to, to build bridges and not cause division and stuff like that. So really good stuff. I would love for us to put that in the the show notes. Yeah, too. Would, absolutely. If you I mean, can find that, really cool. please, please help me to, uh, to find that. Like I said, it's, it was Dr. Seuss on the church. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I put a link in the forum. Okay. Or in the in, oh, to the in, forum. To to the forum in the chat room. So I'm gonna ask everybody to click on this. And as we were sitting here speaking and, and talking, I thought that you know what? We've talked about Twitter in the past here on the About the Church podcast. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. All right. And uh the I, I sit in there thinking Man, <laughs> I wanna go back to the political stuff. Why do you want to change the subject? <laughs> oh, really quick, I just want to ask you one go question. Ahead. Go, this, no, yeah, and go I sent this out via Twitter, and I didn't ever get an answer for you. Jay answered it, and two or three other people answered it too. Right. If Jesus was born in the United States of America, uh-huh. would he vote? Would he vote? 
Um, well, and you don't have to answer it. I don't I'm just, know. that was my, and this is, this is all part of my wrestling is just like, where, where does Christianity, if, if I say that I belong to a king and a kingdom first and foremost, uh huh, and then secondly, I'm a part of a democracy called the United States. Well, how do I live out the king and the kingdom first and foremost within the United States? And then I look at Christ and I think to myself, well, did Christ use the government to bring about his kingdom back then? Right. No. Did he use the religious leaders to bring about his kingdom? No. And it was just this subservient, subservient movement mm-hmm. of grace and forgiveness and, and, and things like that. And so I'm wondering where does, where does the act of voting come in? How do we, how are we, how are we to be a good citizen in the U S but also be a good citizen um, of the King and the kingdom of, of, of Christ. And so I'm, I think this, this is all part of the wrestling that, that I'm encouraging. This, yeah. this is the way that I encourage wrestling instead of saying, I'm going to vote for so-and-so. What I'm saying is, is, well, let's talk about this. What would be a, an appropriate response as right. a citizen of the kingdom? First and foremost, having given just being approached with the question right off my, my initial response, my first wrestling would be, okay, well, what do I, what do I think about this? Number one, I do vote and I feel like it's, I almost feel it's my responsibility to vote. As a Christian or as a United States I uh, think, citizen? I think both. Because okay. while I am a citizen of the kingdom of God, I am also a resident here on this earth. Sure. And happen to be a resident in the in the place where I am. And there's a scripture that comes to mind, and I don't remember exactly where it is right off the top of my head. But there's the thing that says that, you know, we ought to follow the leaders because God, you know, unless it goes against our... Romans, Romans. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, God has ordained who is in leadership. He, he's he's put he's he they're only in leadership positions because God allowed them to be right. OK, right. Well, he, God gave them their leadership. Exactly. Yeah. And and well, one of the ways that people gain their leadership in the United States is through voting of the people and the residents that and the citizens that live in that country in this country. And so therefore, I am one of those citizens. And, you know, it, if I have if I feel that one person is better for the position than the other, then then it's my duty to to voice that and to at least have some say in the process because I have that ability. Right. And so, you know, as so for me, I, I think that, yeah, as a now, can I say whether or not Jesus would vote? I don't sure. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't say whether or not he would or not. But for me as a Christian, do I feel like I should vote? I think so. I, I think that there are a lot of things that this country, I, I'm not, I am not a permanent resident of the United States, meaning that um, I may live here until the day I die, but I've got something bigger I'm a part of. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, but the thing is, is there's a very real possibility that, that my family and my children and grandchildren or whatever will continue to live here beyond. And I want to protect and preserve as much as I can in the culture that that does acknowledge God and and gives people the I mean here here we are on this podcast we we are we're heretics I mean in in the minds of many Christians the mm, fact that we sure. would sit here and allow somebody to to post in in our forums or to leave feedback saying hey I'm a completely dedicated homosexual Christ follower right, right, I right. mean the fact that we would even do that we're heretics <laughs> in our own church uh, for the most part and and the and the thing is is that we have this ability to wrestle, not in our hearts and minds, but also in our homes. We can have these conversations yeah, in our yeah, churches. Sure. We can have these conversations. Sure. And not only that, but here on a podcast that is broadcasted to the world, 
we can have this conversation. We are free to do this. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? If we were in China, this ain't happening. Right. Or or it's recorded and then used on little little small on micro SD cards. Yeah. <laughs> For a little iPods. But but <laughs> but you see what I'm saying is is we have this freedom and and you know what? By golly, if if I don't if I never vote and all of a sudden the right to speak freely about my faith is taken away, mm-hmm. Then what do I? What can I say? I never stood up for my right to speak freely about my faith, and and so if I and and you know what there but, are, but you would live into that just as the, just as the I church w- in China was lived into it, you would live into it. Okay, but the thing is, is that there there is some un unnecessary um, there there are unnecessary persecutions of the church that could be avoided. If it were for people to stand up and say, I've got a voice here. And and I will tell you, there there is a certain organization, and I'm sure there's more than one organization, that really wants to stamp out the freedom of Christians to speak the Christian message because it is so, quote unquote, intolerant that Jesus is the only way. And that is, right, sure. it, it is and it's unacceptable. And so there are people that that want to take away this freedom. And by golly, I'm because I have the ability to voice my opinion on matters such as that. I feel a responsibility to say I want to be free to speak my my faith without being put into prison. And you know what? Because I feel so strongly about this, I'm going to allow you who want to speak openly and freely about your Muslim faith. Sure. I'm I'm also voting in protection of you to express that as well, because I want us all to wrestle with who God is. Hmm. And I believe that if we search God with all of our heart, mind, soul and strength, that we will find God. Right, Professor A has a great question. In the chat okay. He says, why do we assume the right attitude towards persecution is to avoid it? I'm not saying that we that I agree that, that, that it's not. But but I don't think you should. I don't think that we should put ourselves in a place where we're consistently being persecuted. I don't think that that's the place. Or is it? <laughs> Blessed are those who are persecuted. <laughs> I mean, James I, one I, chapter. I think I think ultimately, in my opinion, no matter what a, a government in this world does, whether I'm a part of whether I'm living in Germany during Hitler's communist regime or apartheid in South Africa or, you know, or, or China or here, I don't give a rat's patootie about the government uh, of what I'm in because my faith will always dominate. And I, and I, in my life, and I believe that even in the midst of, of a government that would want to destroy it. And China is a perfect example of this. Uh, you can go read Alan Hirsch's book, the forgotten ways. He really does kind of talk about China, especially China and then the early church about how that church is growing and has grown even more so since they've been persecuted right. by their government um, than what it was earlier. And it's, and, and I, and, and so, you know, I, I think that, and the book I think that's, that's how wonderfully resilient <laughs> faith is is especially in Christians because we serve a crucified God. Right. I mean, we, 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 we have got to be okay with, with being persecuted and being crucified. And and when you say that, like that. What, you have to be okay with the fact that because of your faith, that one day your child will be drug out and shot right in the head, right in front of you. We have to be okay with that. 
you have the ability to be able to serve a God that has the exact same experience that you just had. Right. And that is part of wrestling. Right. And I don't have a kid, uh, so, you know, so, you know, you can think whatever you want to think because everyone loves to tell me, well, you'll know when you have kids and I just want to beat the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, that that's a level of faith I don't think that many in the U.S. have because we have not been persecuted. We are not choosing to be a Christian if our life depended on it. Right. And I see that in China and I see, I see a depth that is, that's the one way to man. get rid of consumerism. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that bring work. on, bring on the, the, bring on the persecution and, and you put an end yeah. to consumerism. So I mean, I'm just saying, of course, persecution is not fun. It's not, it's not, I don't think it should be wanted or desired, but I think that, the Christian faith can be able to handle it in the midst of it. And I think you can handle it in the midst of it. If you have a faith, I, 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 be, I believe so. I have no question that those who are of the true faith and who are true followers of Christ could stand in the face of persecution on the side of their faith. Right. Even right. if their life depends on it. I right. really do believe that I've seen that on, on certain accounts and I've read about it throughout the history of the church. There's no question. My question though is, is it not a blessing or I guess you could ask in, 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 the, in, in Professor Allen, maybe we'll ask even, is it a curse to have such religious freedom? I, I think there's positive and negatives to both. Okay. I really do. I, and, and that's, that, I feel this, welcome to my wrestling. <laughs> that's why I wanted to bring it up because I mean, this is just all part of me wrestling with it. And, 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 and I, one person uh, said they use the, they use the text, um, um, you know, give to Caesar what Caesar is due and give God what God is due. And that, that more, that's more of a law. I mean, you have to pay taxes kind of a thing. And, and Jesus was saying, Hey, you know, play the status quo here. Don't just be a rebel to be a rebel. Yeah. It, it's, it's doing what's expected, what's required. Exactly. But it's but, not required. It's but the, one of the beautiful understandings of, in, at least in the U S which is, I think really unusual um, but that voting is not required. It, they are not going to force you to vote. Right. It's a freedom of yours to not vote if you choose not to vote. Exactly. And and if you are choosing that, then man, please, if you're a Christian, you're choosing not to vote. Please back that up and please wrestle with that. But if you are choosing to vote, then please back that up and please please wrestle with that. You know, I have no problems with with people that know what they're doing and why they're doing it because of their relationship with God. But I do have problems with with a lot of ignorant people just voting to vote or um, or just not voting to, to not voting to not vote. And I really want people to be able to know why they're doing the stuff. They're doing. OK, let's go to Twitter. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. No, that's cool. And of course, regardless, it, it is as a listener of this podcast, it really is a requirement that you do vote. Yeah, for your for, for, the for for the generally speaking about the church podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. And all the other gspn.tv related shows listed at gspn.tv. You need, you need to have a soundbite that says plug plug <laughs> shameless. We'll record that later for you. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I do want to put so, this Twitter a terrorist tool? Ter- a terrorist tool. What? So, okay, before we had, um, our, we've talked about Twitter in the past, right? And, and hold on one second, because I want to put the link back in the, uh, I want to put a link in into the show uh, the show notes or 
chat room. That's the thing. Yeah. But anyway, yes, I I heard this. Of course, um, we talked in the past about the Catalyst podcast, these Christian leaders oh, yeah, of the yeah, future yeah, yeah, generation yeah, yeah. of leaders. Yeah, sure. And how they said it is. One guy hated Twitter because. It was satanic. You know, I was just talking. He didn't say that. He said it was. It was pretty strong. It fed into our pride, and right, it's completely right, right. useless. And he said it should be banned. I mean, that's that's right. That is a a direct quote. It sh- Twitter should be banned. <laughs> so playing upon that, and and I'm thinking, you know, this I was we were talking about this story beforehand uh, before the episode, right? And I thought, you know, this has nothing to do with the church. But then I, I got to thinking about it. And somewhere I, I remember that this does actually have something to do with religion because of uh, in the story. So let's go ahead and read this. You, This is a story uh, that was um, published on Fox News and it has been widely circulated now. U.S. Army says blogging site Twitter could become terrorist tool. A potential terrorist tool. No, it that's not the headline. Well, I'm reading the, the, the bold there. At the very oh, top. Oh, very, very top. Okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. See, let's right, let's, okay, let's sorry, stick sorry. with their. We got to get their message of fear out. Wait, first. where's this from? This oh, is from Fox, Fox News. News. <laughs> you can go inside. So this is this is the actual headline. U.S. Army says Twitter could become terrorist tool. Mm. Okay. Now let's read it. The U.S. Army uh, fear run. Yes. Cry gnashing of teeth. The U.S. Army is flagging the potential blogging service Twitter as a potential terrorist tool in Death. the eight. What is it? The agents France Press News dismemberment. So basically, it's in the France French Press News uh, agency reported in on Sunday. Drawn and quartered. All right. <laughs> a recently released report by the thirty three hundred and fourth Military Intelligence Battalion contains a chapter. Okay, I'm sure this, first of all, I'm sure this intelligence uh, report is like pages, if not novels or volumes long, contains a chapter, all right, which I'm going to, entitled Potential for Terrorist Use of Twitter, all right, which expresses concern over the increasing use of Twitter by political and what? Religious groups. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Those gspn.tv holier than thou people, they're they're spreading their message on Twitter. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Twitter has also become, and this is quote, Twitter has also become a social activism tool for socialists, human rights group, and communists, vegetarians, anarchists, and religious communities such as about the church listeners. <gasps> anyway... Atheist, political enthusiast, hacktivists, and other uh, and others to communicate with each other and to send messages to broader audiences, <laughs> according to the report. Twitter, and this is another quote: uh, Twitter is already used by some members to post and or support support porn? support <laughs> support. That's the one thing you don't see on Twitter, by the way, is porn. porn. You know, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, Twitter is already used by some to support extremist ideologies and perspectives. <gasps> you can't have perspectives viewed in public. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the blogging service and social networking site has previously sent out message, messages known as tweets, in quotations, faster than news organizations during major news events, such as the July Los Angeles earthquake and the Republican National Convention in Minneapolis. Here's the last quote. Terrorists could theor- 
theoretically use Twitter <laughs> social networking in the United States as an operation tool, the Army re- report said. <laughs> Your reading is cracking me up. Why? It's like hooked on phonics. <laughs> theoretically. Theoretically. Well, the thing is, is they don't they don't put the emphasis on theoretically. It's just like right. ter- people are going to. Here's the thing. When I think of terrorism, I think of uh, there are multiple uses of the term terrorism, right? Uh, def- definitions. Systematic use of terror or fear as a mean of coercion or acts uh, acts which are intended to create fear. Those are just two part. It seems to me that Fox News and other media media Mongols out there, they are out there promoting this stuff and and a fear of Twitter. Yeah, and and the thing is, is it's the you notice that they put in there. Not only is it terrorists that they're concerned about, but religious communities and religious groups. Well, it's because they're they're thinking that it's the religious terrorists that are the ones that are going to be destroying everything. It's those crazy, crazy lunatic terrorists, you know, because everyone who is this faith is a terrorist or whatever else. You know, it's just oh so. So the question I have is it, it makes me wonder, you know, by saying this, they're promoting terror of Twitter. So they themselves are becoming terrorists. That's exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly. And do you want to know why I believe that Fox News put this in there? Why? Because C- of, because of, the church podcast, because of <laughs> no, because of CNN, CNN took uh, Twitter and is incorporating the use of Twitter in their in their in their news oh, they, reporting. Yeah, they do, they and you can Twitter. you can contact CNN live on CNN using Twitter and all this other stuff. And they've been praised for it. And so all of a sudden <laughs> Fox News takes the story from one little tiny chapter. But the truth is, and, and this is why does the, why do I feel like this has anything to do with about the church? It's because it, it's for the same exact reason as that Catalyst podcast, you know, yeah. Twitter should be banned. It's nothing but prideful. It's nothing but this. It's it's a it's a it's a safe harbor for terrorist activities. I mean, you can't fear technology. The truth is, is it possible for us to set, to to make a cord to organize a community of people and to make a coordinated effort and 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 have it people follow you and 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 all of a sudden you have this thing set up to where when I put out a code word you know meatballs are great when you see me put out that Twitter <laughs> message monster it means let's all go into action and let's all take and make this coordinated effort right is that possible yeah. Absolutely. Of course it's possible. And can terrorists use that? Absolutely. But how is that any different than SMS text messaging? Exactly. How is it any different than Facebook messaging? How is it any different than email? I mean, why is this a news story? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because pe- because a lot of people haven't ever heard of Twitter uh-huh. and they're using their ignorance. And you know what? Because CNN, and I really personally, I believe it's because CNN has been getting a lot of traction and and uh, for the use of Twitter. And people have been very critical of the fact that other places haven't caught on to this new media technology. And I, and I think what this says, it should. Can I can I give you my own um, my own interpretation of what this Fox News headline <laughs> should be? Sure. C.E. or CNN using terrorist tools. In their programming. That's 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, is that's what it sounds like to me. CNN using terrorist tools in their program. Okay, you know what's funny? What? You can go to twitter.com slash Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> they have one? Fox has a Twitter <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> I wonder if Catalyst has one. Oh, that'd be tricky. That would be yeah, so cool. That. That'd be cool. Oh, man. So anyway, it's there. It's it's hilarious. So anyway, what it I want has like their logo and everything. It just goes to show it. I think when it comes to and it goes back to this idea of, you know, being talk. Let's go back to the politics. And, and it all, I think, comes into this mind numbing experience known as Christianity, where we just <laughs> are robots doing what we're told to do. Yeah, OK, OK. The, the question is, should we be persuaded by a 30 second television spot or a ring of the doorbell and a handshake from a particular member? Oh, yeah. Man, no one's come to my house. Yeah, they absolutely they no one has knocked. On well, our do door you vote on it? Do you vote in every election? Yeah, Tiffany does. Do you? <laughs> You, when you vote in every election and you vote the same way in every election, you get the people. Don't you on the think door. they would want my vote? Huh? Did, wouldn't it make sense that they would want my vote? Well, it, it's here's an undecided person. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect door to knock on. Exactly. Are you registered? I'm not going to ask. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. I'm not going to. <laughs> anyway, I'm living proof see, of what I preach. Because we're not. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that. Um, the, the the whole purpose here is I believe that Christians need and, and all of us, not just Christians, I think we need to sit down and, and really like what you were saying, what we've been saying all along. Let's wrestle with this stuff. Let's think exactly. about this stuff. And I must say that that a majority of my Christian experience has just been and, and, and that's what this this that's what this podcast is all about for me. It's a rediscovery of my faith. And about and and sure. this entire podcast network is a rediscovery about you know what my life is all about and growing on a regular basis, and and I really believe that I live too much of my life just believing and acting upon what other people told me to do or say or think or believe, and and that I think we need to put an end to, yeah, and that is generally speaking about <laughs> the church. I just put in the chat room. It would be cool if if the rest of the world would make ads for who they're wanting to support. <laughs> oh, you mean like would it be for interesting, the, like for, for the elections? All, yeah, for like oh, Australia. Oh. Australia makes an ad saying, "Hey, Australia likes this guy or gal for this reason." I tell you, believe it or not, there, well, the thing is, is that um, I and I think rightfully so. I if I were an, if I were the leader of another nation. I, you're you very much better be exactly involved so in the election so process. It's like it says. Wait, I'll find it on YouTube. Okay, well, it's it's like one of those things is like because um, we're always wondering. Well, I wonder how good they are at foreign policy, and no one ever thinks about it saying, "Hey, let's go to the rest of the world and say, hey, what do you think about this guy?'" No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, the the other, I mean, all the other countries are very concerned about who's the next president because. You know, and, and, and what's going on in the White House and regarding the the buyout. But that's the other thing. We 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 weren't here to discuss the, the potential buyout and stuff like that. And oh, I, I have no we, you and I have not talked about it. But all I want to say is that, you know, are we living in scary times? Yes. But I don't think it's any more scarier than three months before we ever heard anything about the financial fall of a, of a buyout. 
there the thing is is that um you know our 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 people's 401k's down absolutely i mean are we are some people losing their jobs absolutely oh yeah i mean it's it's happening it's real but what i hate and it goes back to my total distaste of any mainstream news media they're fear mongers and they i even it's not just Fox News, CNN, and, and all those other places. You turn on Channel 9 News and, sure, and sure. locally here in, in where we live, and it's the first five minutes. I can guarantee I, I could I should probably do this one time and just record like for the, a week for a week for a record week. Record the first five minutes of every newscast you can get. It's 13 year old uh, robs this place. This person right. was kidnapped. This it's person either, is dead. It's, it's, it's always deaths and it's always the worst, worst crimes committed. It's like, and you better listen so that you know how to protect yourself. <laughs> Don't go to that Seven Eleven. Don't waste your money. <laughs> always I, carry around your cross in a pocket. That's really a ninja star. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't kill them. Just hit them in the calf where it would hurt them and make them fall. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, this is one of my crazy life. I, I really just dislike the news and the way that it promotes fear. And and I hate to say it, but people are just scared to death these days. Sure. They sure. they are li- the the news media has people just paralyzed in fear. And if I if if I'm I really believe that terrorist organizations their number one desire is to paralyze people with fear, to change the way they live. And our news sure. media is is a tool helping it out exactly. <laughs> so, what's this YouTube video that Gary C put in? Is um, this a political message? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm afraid to click. Uh, it says, "I don't know." Well, it says, "Wait, I'll find it on YouTube." Right, and then he posted something. So, I wonder what it is. I'm going to oh, click. How on it. how as Christians should we be swayed by politics in the on the economy? Roots come. Kenya. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day Oh, the voters in America. Barack Obama be thy name. Thy change shall come. Thy will be done. As it is in American dream. Missing again. Oh, the voters on America. Okay. Obama be thy name. Wow. Wow. That is horrible. Should you pre-screen these things? Just ask. <laughs> that is so funny. Wow. That's anyway. <laughs> well, Professor A, you should know that so every now and then Cliff is like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay it out there. I'm gonna play something and we're like, okay. <laughs> you know what? We're totally unscripted here. But I'm gonna. He says sorry. No, man, don't be sorry. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. You're, you're. That's a perfect example of how you know someone's being able to take a religious understanding and bring it into politics. I mean, you you did a perfect example. Exactly. Of that. And and you know what? And if for all intents and purposes, the name of the show is generally speaking about the church. It really is a group of friends hanging out talking about the real issues of real faith. And sure. And so th- we we never want this show to become more than just that. And with that, I do want to wrap up um, with one last bit of feedback that came in um, from one of our listeners. So let's play this. Cliff, you are most certainly from the evangelical camp of Christianity. I grew up and went to seminary in the fundamentalist evangelical tradition as well. Upon graduating, I had a profound spiritual experience that forever changed my spiritual perspective. 
while reading the part of Philip Yancey's book, Disappointment with God, the entire book discusses the three persons of the Trinity, where he discusses the Holy Spirit. I had what I came to understand was a spiritual awakening in the tradition of the mystics and Christian contemplatives. I felt a deep and indescribable love to my very core that has never ceased from that day to this. That's been over 18 years ago now. The practical effect was that I no longer fit into any organized church. They all seem to be organized around surface and fake re religiosity. Instead, there is a need to live that deep love each day, from moment to moment, with each and every person that I meet. Over the years, and after experiencing many people in different spiritual perspectives, I now consider myself a Buddhist Christian. I do believe that God reveals himself, his love, in the culture of the people. So in the West, it's Jesus. In the East, it's Buddha for some. There are mystics found in Judaism, uh, specifically the Kabbalic tradition, and in Islam, uh, it's expressed by the uh, 12th century poet Rumi. When reading the texts of these mystics of any spiritual tradition, I get the sense that they are experiencing the same deep spiritual knowing and love that has gripped me for these many years. So although DG warned against universalism, I do not believe it is such a threat as one may make it out to be if one sticks to the mystical texts rather than the dogmatic religious ones that tend to divide us. Cliff, I completely empathize with your struggle. It took several years for me to get over the fire insurance approach to the gospel. Be patient with yourself, rely on the love that the Spirit wishes to live through you, and you can't go wrong. Keep up the great work, guys. Appreciate your podcast. Bye-bye. Now, he did not send that anonymously, no, yeah, just no. so you know. Um, I, unfortunately, though, I just downloaded the file, and I, I, I archived the email that that was attached to, so I don't remember what it, the name was of the person oh. who sent that. But okay. uh, anyway, thank you for the feedback. Yeah. I, I must say that, and, I'm, and just being transparent, authentic, honest, behind the microphone here, is that when I hear I'm a Buddhist Christian, in my mind, the, the same alarm system goes off when I right. hear sure. I am a completely 100% dedicated homosexual Christ follower. Right. It, it just seems to me as it, they seem the, the, opposite the two, of each the other. The two statements would, would suggest that there is, there are differences being said between the two things because you will, you, you hear um, stuff against homosexuality in the new Testament as well as the old Testament. And then of course you don't find Buddhism anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> in the Christian book, but you do find Christ saying things like, I am the way to the father. No one comes to the father except through me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so you, then you basically say, okay, well I'm going to help or are we, you know, there's several people that believe that when Christ was saying that, then Christ can be in anything. Mm -hmm. Then then why can't Buddha be Jesus? And they go from there. Uh, but it just seems like there are some discrepancies between the two that it's really hard to be able to say this one. And the same things with homosexuality. They, they go to those, te they go to those texts and talk about homosexuality and say, well, it should be interpreted this way. Right. Um, that's, that's a wrong reading of it. So, you know, it, it's, it, we just disagree with how you interpret scripture mm -hmm. is what's going on. I mean, right. That's, that's the issue. 
Um, but it doesn't mean that love should trump all. And I, we, I, we both completely agree with you about saying that love should be the ultimate. I mean, we were just talking about, um, Romans 13 with the, the politics stuff, but right after that, it basically just says the ultimate, the ultimate law is love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, it's and like, it, and it's not love just love is, your Christian brother and sister. No, either. no, it, it's your neighbor and Christ to find out your neighbor is probably your most hated enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and it's, you know, so it, there's, I think that there's a difference and, and Christ was very clear. I mean, it was not, uh, and the thing, I think there's another, there's a, another big difference between Buddhism and Christianity is in Christianity, there is a right and wrong. And in Buddhism, there's probably just a different right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, you know, we can agree to disagree on that and we appreciate right. the feedback, but that's, that's just my first thoughts. I, it, I just, I think Christ was, you know, he didn't say, hey, it's cool to go to this God over here and this God over here, especially later on in the New Testament when, you know. The Corinthian church. Yeah. And, that had and Mars the- Hill when he's saying, you know, I'm surrounded by all these gods, but this is the, this unknown God. I know that one. <laughs> when you're and talking about Hill, you're talking one. about in the Bible. You're yeah, not yeah, talking not, about. Not Mark, Mark you're not bringing Mark Driscoll back into this again, are you? <laughs> no, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> But it, you know, it's it, so it's it's just it's it. What we're saying is we're having a, a major difference of opinions on how the Bible is interpreted, right? And um, and I'm okay with with us agreeing to disagree with that. I, I and so and I'm coming to the point where and and that's and that's the way that I'm showing you that I love you mm-hmm. and that I respect you that's and I appreciate exactly you it. is because I'm saying I'm I'm okay. I can, I really don't agree with you. I really believe that's universalism. And I think that a lot of people come to that conclusion, maybe not because of a spiritual, I mean, you, you, you threw down the spiritual card, you threw down the God card, almost saying I had this awesome spiritual experience. But I think a lot of people come to that because they have such a love for other people. Right. And I think they're tapping into, um, that, that part of them that is that, that God put in them saying, Hey, you're created in my image and my image basically means I, I really well, love everything and well, love that's the people thing. and, and I would desire to be in relationship with other people. Um, especially those who, who don't have the same understandings that I've revealed who I am over time. Yeah. Um, through the person of Jesus and through the Holy spirit and through and, and, creator covenant God. So. And God certainly <laughs> loves us and has given us free will. And, and one of the things that I'm learning is that, you know, I need to love people that have free will of their own and choose not to believe and, and sure. to think the same way that I do. And so, right. and, and that's what, you know, one of the things that I love is that we have people who um, call themselves and consider themselves to be dedicated Christ followers who are also homosexual. We have somebody who considers sure. themselves to sure. be Christian and to be very much inspired and in, encouraged by the original texts of Buddhist mystics and stuff like that. And and yet they're calling it and they're not yelling at us oh, and, and we're not yelling at them. And in and, and all honesty, you know, we we want to have friendships, relationships and and mutual love toward one another. And I think that that's what's unique about uh, what Mu- we're doing. Mutual love. Mutual. That's, mutual. That's what we Mutual. <laughs> I just Come on. Leave me alone, <laughs> DG. You know, I love you. All right. So we want to say thank you. If you want to leave feedback for our show, you can do that anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, seven days a week, seven days a week. It's awesome. And the phone number you call is, of course, area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. 
And of course, if you want to vote for our show, uh, this is was it was voted for or nominated for best educational podcast. Uh, and, and, and since it's uh, starts with an A, it's at the very top. It's of the at list. the very top of the list. Even. Wow. And if you want to vote for our other shows, <laughs> just go to gspn.tv's homepage. And uh, check out all the details there. It's all the way through. It's every day through November 6th. And then um, rather than me talk about Plus Membership, DG, would you take a stab at just telling people what Plus Membership is? Basically, you get to be part of the cool crowd. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Plus Membership, the the main reason that we have Plus Membership is so that uh, Cliff really can be able to do this for a living. Uh, You know, just that's that's the the nuts and bolts about it. And um, and so the only way that this can possibly be happening um, unless, unless you know of uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of app of, of advertisers <laughs> that want to give lots and lots of money. This is a great way that you can be able to support GSPN by giving $10 a month. Is that I think that's, that's right. $10, $10 a, month. a month. You could give it as a gift for Christmas for like a hundred. It's one Oh five for the year. One Oh five for the year. Phenomenal gift, Christmas gift to give to somebody. Uh, tell your friends about it, but this is a way in which you can support Cliff, support what God has placed in his heart to be able to provide a ministry, but also to be able to provide just some fun for the rest of this world, entertainment, as well as education, as well as who knows, maybe even inspiration. <laughs> maybe inspiration. But, uh, but that's that's the purpose of boing, being a part of a, of a Plus membership. So we would really uh, love for you to pray and consider it if you'd like to be a part of that. That would help out a lot. Very and be able to feed his kids and allow him to be able to do what... He loves. I mean, every. I think everyone's passion is to be able to do what they love, mm-hmm. and to know that you are going to be able to allow somebody to do what they love. Uh, that in and of itself sometimes can be awesome, and you can be a part of that. Very cool. And you can learn more information at gspn.tv/plus. Alrighty, DG. It's been fun. It has been fun. The political. Yeah, the, the political episode of About the Church. That's right. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Yes, we do. We'll see you next week.